What's up, everybody? It's producer Walker Vreeland. I'm just here to remind you that I Don't Need an Acting Class is now sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition.com is a full-service platform for actors. So basically, everything you need to audition virtually can be found on this website, including highly rated professional readers. And that will set your audition apart, let me tell you. So if you sign up today and use the code acting class, all one word, get 25% off. The subscription is normally $10 a month. But again, if you sign up today and use the code acting class, get 25% off. Enjoy the show. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Raphael, as you know, had this audition last week and he sent me the tape and uh, I made him redo it. And then he sent me another tape and I made him redo it again. So I'd like for him at some point to talk about what he thinks went wrong because as always we're all kind of in this together it's just good I think for us to look at what our problems are that we can mutually figure out from each other some things that I picked up however from my conversation with Sharon Carnegie one of them we were talking about translating Stanislavski now look here's the thing My honest feeling is, I don't know why there's ever an argument about Stanislavski. I think the work that he did, which was the work of a lifetime, was so extraordinary. And and here's the thing that's interesting about Stanislavski. He was not a natural. In fact, had he been naturally gifted, we wouldn't have a system at all. And that was the issue for him. It it was all of the work of Stanislavski is based on his notebooks, of which they are are countless. A great majority of them, well, most of them have not been translated. I mean, Sharon read to me from her book a section about a rehearsal that I thought was fascinating. It was how... Stanislavski was rehearsing a scene from Cherry Orchard. And I said, my God, you you have to translate this. Three different people had made their transcript notes. In other words, there were three different actors in class, and they all wrote it down as they recalled it. Stanislavski, he was rehearsing a scene between Varya and Lopakhin. And throughout the entire play, there's an assumption that Lopakhin is going to ask Varya to marry him. So it's just everybody assumes it throughout the whole play. And so then there's a scene between Varya and Lopakhin at the end of the play before they're all about to leave the cherry orchard in which Varya goes in, assuming that in this scene, he's going to ask her, to marry him. And so what Stanislavski had them do was not do the lines of the play, but to talk out improvisationally the subtext. And so, which I thought was just fascinating because she's talking about, oh, I wonder if we've packed the mirrors. 
I wonder what happened to this or what happened to this. And she's going around, but what's really going on, which is what they talked out was, why isn't he asking me? What? I, he can't expect me to ask him. Wh- why? What is, wh- what, why is he, he saying this? Why is he saying this? Anyway, it was so fascinating. To me, that's such a valuable way to rehearse, especially with Chekhov, where everything is underneath. Um, anyway, I, I just thought that was particularly interesting. Okay, so I just throw that in because I'd like to pass on to you anything that I learn over the weekend. So here's the thing. His work is based on practice, underlined, trial, and error. And that was the reason it appealed to actors and directors. It's the reason I always say it's so valuable to figure out why I failed or why I succeeded. Because it's part of the process. It's part of the process to be able to figure out through trial and error how it works. This is all what Stanislavski did. If it had been Eleanor Duza, who was a famous actress at the time, he, we would, if, if, if he'd been as talented as Duza, we would never have had this way of working. But he, it's, it's, he was trying to figure out why was she so good. So what Stanislavski was doing, and this is the most important thing, I think, about all of it, is he was trying as this article said, to coax the actor toward the innermost source of their creativity. It's like, how do you get underneath to your creative impulses? And that's what the technique is about. That's what he was going for. It's not like any of it is so easy or so clear because you're different people, you're going to work on things differently. Because you have a different background, you're going to work on things differently. But the the important issue is that you have this unknown circle, maybe we'll call it talent, or these creative impulses, and you're trying to get to it. So it's been very important during this period that we've had, that we've had this particular exploration and this digging in. Okay, so one of the things that I thought was interesting that I got from uh, Carnegie over the weekend was that there are two Russian words that don't translate so well. One of them is to know And the other one, which is similar, is to know how. And we talked about at at length the idea, it's one thing to know. And this is something that I think is really huge for us. And actors fall into this all the time. It is the reason that when you get, air quotes, academic about acting, it's counterproductive. In other words, when you say, oh, I know how to approach a character, you buh, 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 and go down that grocery list of things. 
To know something is one thing. To know how to do it is another. Now, and, and I'll, you'll see in this article I sent you, the big difference between Stella and Strasberg is Strasberg was his knowing how was to go to an emotional moment. In other words, uh, evidently things came to head in a, play, in a play called The Gentlewoman, I think, and Stella was supposed, or no, it was a success story where she was supposed to play a secretary or something. And Strasberg said to her, I want you to act like you're on a ship. Play like you're on a ship in order to do it. And of course, Stella, it's very interesting. Stella uh, was furious. <laughs> Somebody was giving her what she considered to be a trick. And I've no doubt Stella did it her way. And she was terribly successful in it. And Strasberg took total credit for it. And in his, his autobiography, he talks about the success he had with Stella Adler by having her play as if she was on a ship. So, so there's one thing, and, and this, is the, this is the whole thing that I think, and, it, and it's everywhere. This very, very dangerous idea of acting that you invent an imaginary circumstance that has nothing to do with the play, and you live in that imaginary circumstance, and we think that's what's going on. I saw it once. I, I was sitting in on an acting class, and the, the teacher said to the girl, look at her as if she has a pigeon on her head. Yeah. And then there was a one point she said, okay, now, don't move, but try to get the pigeon off. Okay, so, I, of course, I was sitting there, and I was thinking, good God, it's difficult enough to act without trying to come up with something like there's a pigeon on her head. But people do it all the time. People do it all the time. So at any rate, I mean, that was, that was one of the big issues of Stella was really trying to get to what was the play. What was the play about? And how do we live off the play? And in her mind, knowing how to do that was what the issue of acting was. Um, okay, I read an, uh, uh, an interview uh, with Riz Ahmed today, and he's, I think he's just a remarkable actor. He has a movie out now where he plays a drummer who's going deaf. Some of you may have seen him in the HBO, I think it was an HBO movie called About Last Night. No, what was it called? No, it was a, a series called The Night Of. The Night Of. It's one of the great performances I've seen. I mean, I just he just blew me away. Anyway, so in the, this was an interview I read with him today. He had to learn sign language and drumming for the new movie. And it was said about him that many actors are looking for a shortcut. Whatever is good enough, can I sign this? Uh, did I get that line? Which the coach said was very two-dimensional. 
And and I know that sort of thing. I'm playing somebody who has to do the sign language. I'm going to memorize the sign language for these particular lines. But what he said was being deaf is about a culture. Riz had to strip his identity and become fully immersed in the deaf community. And that to me is like, that's an actor. You know, that's an actor who isn't just learning the deaf sign language because he's supposed to know the deaf sign language, but he's somebody who fully immerses himself in the deaf community. So he really understands that world. And then he learns the sign language. And it, it really is. I mean, it's similar with us. It's like immersing ourselves in a world before we get to the lines. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music by Jeffrey Kieser Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. If you have a moment, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. And uh, if you would like to send an email, if you have a question for Milton, you can do so at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Another way to get in touch is on Instagram, at I don't need an acting class. It's brought to you by weaudition.com, a full-service online platform for actors. And if you sign up and use the code acting class, get 25% off. Again, get 25% off when you use the code acting class. Again, the website is weaudition.com. Have a fabulous week, everybody, and we will see you back here next time. 